everyone, and welcome to Shop Girls. This is Harmony Kaplan. I'm here today with Grant Whitaker. Happy to have you here. Happy to be here. And you know, it's. Um, I think we can't ignore the fact that it's been a very tough week, and the news has been horrific. Beyond. And we are here to kind of lighten things up and maybe make people smile for a couple hours at least. Yeah, that's, that's the job. least we can do as humans, right? don't you think? Yep. We we gotta try. Uh, so you just we talked obviously Ali and I last week about Fashionopolis and it was another huge success for you. It was a wonderful, wonderful show. Do you want to say anything about it? Is there anything left to say? You know, I think it's just a, a really good reminder that we have staples like Minneapolis St. Paul magazine. You know, this is their show. It's a great opportunity that I think we've been able to build something over 10 years that really supports the community. And I think it's a good reminder that we have just such a great cosmopolitan city and we're filled with some of the best retailers, the best brick and mortar, and that we should just continue to support and have a good time doing yeah. so. I mean, it was a wonderful show. You outdid yourself. Thank you. And um, I was happy to be there. I was very proud. Part of it. Well, yeah, it's a good feeling when you've worked that hard and things, you know, come out the way you want them to, because that doesn't always happen. It was you know? the 10th Fashion Plus. Was that the 10th one? Yeah, 10th one. We we skipped a year, obviously, because of COVID, so we, we don't call it an anniversary. Yeah. And you but had one outside during the COVID we did. years. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I think a lot of that also just is in tribute to Jane Hogan Olson and like the story and kind of just always really wanting to come back to making sure that things like this happen and continue. Yep. It's great. I had a fun thing last um, Tuesday when our twins were still in the playoffs. My, I wasn't planning to go to a game. And then on Monday, my son, who, <clears throat> excuse me, who lives in Chicago texted me and said, do you want to go to the game? And I said, how? And he said, well, just tell me if you want to go. I said, sure. And he got tickets and flew in. And he and I went to the playoff game. It was not a good game. That was the nine to one loss. But it was kind of a treat to have him to myself. And it was, you know, in and out. He came in in the morning and he left the next morning. But it was fun. Just to have some mom time. Yeah, you know, That's that doesn't so happen all that often, yeah. especially just with him. So that was kind of Especially with the alley always running out of town. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's it's a lot. Um, so, all right, let's talk some, some retail news. First of all, did you buy anything during Amazon Prime Days? I did. You did? What did, did you buy? You know, it's so funny because you always know you need certain staples. Yep. So I've got some things still coming. I was hoping the shipping might have been a little faster. Oh. But I did. I got a really great pair of boots. Um, I got some vitamins. I mean, there just were all just kinds all of things. Of like, things. Well, that's what I found so interesting, though, because I guess I would have thought people would have been you know, looking for the television sets and the gifts and all that. But, in fact, they weren't. Um, the Big Deal Days was their largest ever October holiday sales event. Yeah. They said they had hundreds of millions of items sold. Um, people bought more than 25 million items with the same day or next day delivery. Yes. Um, 
And also, this is interesting, Prime members also ordered more than 150 million items from independent sellers at the Amazon store. So, I mean, it was very successful that well, way. Yeah, they're tracking um, over a billion in sales. Yeah, that's not bad. No. Um, and they did the most in apparel, beauty, home, and toys. But it really sounds like people were filling in, like you said, you know, like on basics. Um, they reported the top five items. This is a company that tracks these things. Sure. Said the top five items based on the number of units purchased were Premier Protein Shakes, Amazon Basics Batteries, Fire TV Sticks, Liquid IV Hydration Packs. Mm. Don't even know what those are. And Energizer AA batteries. Now, I mean, I you know, those would not have been the items that I would have expected. Well, but a lot of like, you know, I, you know, I got things like serum and certain things that I just was like, oh, that's on, on sale and that's on sale and that's on sale. So it was just really kind of fun. The thing that I looked for, but of course it wasn't on sale, the hairspray that I like, it's called Aerogel. Okay. And you can't find it anywhere. The only place here that I can find it is at the hair salon that I go to. And it is a little bit cheaper, not much, but on Amazon. But I figured, oh, good, it'll be on sale. And it wasn't. No. No. So, I mean, that was kind of disappointing. But anyway. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was another big sale. If it's not one day, it'll be the next day. There'll be another sale. But it so. really does drive you to do some shopping, though, doesn't it? I guess it does. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just get to the point, though, that I say, really? You know, this going to be another sale tomorrow. Well, sometimes when you're waiting for like good TV to come on, it's a great thing to do is just yeah, shop on your phone. I do I do find and I never, you know, dreamt that that would be the case. I usually have my iPad mm-hmm. and when I'm watching TV, I'm multitasking. Me too. And I do all, and it's not a good thing to do really, but I do it. Yeah. My husband gets a little irritated at times, but you know I think mine does too. Yeah, well, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do what you got to well, do. Well, and you Brent. know, we are like those black belt shoppers, so we can't help we it. We are. We're always it's, looking it's for a deal. Job, right? It is. Okay, so speaking of shopping, Macy's is going to open up 30 stores. Um, but I think it's very interesting. This is the new thing that they are doing is opening stores in strip malls. Yeah, I think this is so great. Um, they are going, obviously, there'll be smaller stores, and they're going to do this over a period of the next two years. But they think, you know, that malls are dying, and that in the suburbs, people are really going to all of these strip malls. And so this is the way they're looking at reaching more middle-income Americans. And they, I, I guess they have found that... Um, even the ones they have now, the smaller stores, yeah, they don't take away from the larger stores, right? From the larger Macy's stores, so people are, you know, are going to both, but they're having very good results with these, and so you know, I don't know. What do you think about that? You know, I think it's super smart. I was thinking this week, you know, when as we do, we study for radio, we read through some things, we find some great we articles. Do? I try, oh, okay. you know, sometimes with lack of I success, knew I have done that. right? Yes. But 
I was thinking I was at Knollwood Mall this week. Oh, yeah. And I love like the fact that there's the TJ Maxx and they've got that they have a really good runway section right now. I was there oh, this week. They? Lots okay. of great stuff and there. And from Rack is there. Yeah, and it's and, so nice to um, just walk to those little places. Right, they've got all of them. The um is it J Crew they Mercantile? Do. Yes. And the Banana Republic. But like if there was a little Macy's and a little Bloomies, yeah. I would be right in there. That wouldn't be a bad thing. No. Well, by the end of this year, they're going to have 15 of the smaller stores. They haven't said where they're going to be yet. Um, they also have a smaller version of Bloomingdale's. And so, you know, they're, I, I think that, oh, they used to have this market by Macy's. And yeah. They're phasing that one out. But that was the name they used for the smaller stores initially. But um, I, I think that they probably, I guess you kind of think they know what they're doing. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But that's going to be the the new look for them is to get some of these um, smaller stores. Well, and generally they do a really good job with display and other things. So I'm hoping that it's just smaller, kind of more luxe versions of that. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Well, we'll wait and see what what happens. And then quickly, and this was kind of a sad note. I don't know if everybody saw this, but Holodazzle yes. has been canceled just for this year, hopefully. Um, hopefully it will return in 2024, but they actually had a lack of funds yeah. and so they didn't want to charge and they didn't want to, you know, make it less of an experience than it's been in the past. And so they felt they had to just do away with it. I think it's also really smart. Like, you know, those of us that work in events and productions, you don't want to see things go away and make them more lackluster. You want to see them more experiential and fun. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, that's a sad thing, but hopefully it will be back um, next year. So we um, are going to have a special guest Mm. next segment. So you are going to want to stay tuned for that. Don't go away. There'll be more shop girls right after this. I used to haunt this house. The sweet couple who live here were terrified. But then they joined the YMCA. Now they're less stressed and I can't scare them anymore. I write things on the mirror and they think it's cute. I flicker the lights and they laugh. It's like the Y improved their well-being and calmed their minds. (sighs) Want to annoy your ghost? Get healthy at ymcanorth.org. Welcome back to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071 FM. I am Harmony Kaplan here with Grant Whitaker today, and we have a special guest right now, Grant, and her name is Tammy Lee. Are you there, Tammy? Hi, Harmony. It's great to be on with you. And well, Grant how today. are you doing? Hi, Tammy. I'm fantastic. Good morning to both of you. So, Tammy, you've got an exciting event coming up. You, first of all, just real briefly tell everybody about your company that you have. Opal. Yeah, I'm the CEO of a company called Opal Cool. Okay. And uh, we, we make the products in Red Wing, Minnesota, and we manufacture cool products for hot women. And by hot women, I mean women who are in perimenopause or menopause, but also women who are earlier in their uh, female years, everything from breastfeeding moms through menopause. But they can be hot, up. too, can't they? <laughs> They can be they, hot. All women can be hot. Can hot, be hot. Mamas. Yes. But you hot have got mamas. a wonderful event coming up um, October 18th. That's going to be a, from 8 to 3. It's called Pause for a Cause. Tell us all about it. 
Well, pause for a cause is kind of a play on the word menopause. Okay. October happens to also be um, World uh, Awareness Month for breast cancer, as right. well as World Menopause Awareness Month. So this pause for a cause is about celebrating women who are in menopause, and I mean, yes, celebrating them with a day full of activities that are everything from self-care, sleep, mental health, but making them feel great about themselves. But the cause that we're celebrating is in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so every woman that attends the event, we're donating $25 to the Firefly Sisterhood, which is a Minnesota-based charity that supports women with breast cancer. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. Where is the event taking place? The event is taking place at Rockstoria Studios in the White Cliff Building, which is halfway between Minneapolis and St. Paul, and it's a fabulous space. So we're going to have sleep experts there. We're going to have women that are uh, vendors that are supporting breast cancer survivors. We're going to have comedians at lunchtime talking about menopause. And yeah, because you got to laugh about it, right? Menopause. You got to laugh <laughs> you have about to it. Laugh. But, you know, menopause is still not out in the open, Harmony. Is I mean, that right? Still not talking about this. Yeah, 5,000 women a day enter menopause, but yet we're not talking openly about that. So that's why this is a day of celebration. Pause for a cause, a world celebration for cool women with hot issues <laughs> so when you're when you're gearing up for this and you're you're talking about menopause and what what made you what was the passion behind this well uh, my passion is women's health and i am a woman who is in menopause so we did a clinical study around using cool therapy for menopausal hot flashes and that was part of the evolution for creating opal cool and then as I got into the space, I've been at a lot of conferences talking about menopause, but they're not in Minnesota. They're actually in Los Angeles, New mm. York, and other places. I'm like, we've got a lot of hot women in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Yes, we should absolutely. be talking about this. Yeah. So that's why I created this conference. So did you really, Tammy, did you just really come up with this idea yourself? Did you, uh, I mean? I, I did. I did. I spoke at a conference five weeks ago in L.A., and I thought, why are we not doing this here? So with yeah. less than four weeks to plan an event, I thought, oh, I can pull that off. <laughs> oh, sure. And so here we are. Nothing to it. <laughs> and I thought, well, let's, nothing to it. So let's do it on World Menopause Day, which is October 18th, to celebrate all of these hot women in Minneapolis-St. Paul. So can you tell us about a few of the speakers that are going to be there and what they're going to be yeah. talking about? Yep, we have Dr. Annalise Swigert, who is talking about three truths and a lie about menopause, answering your medical questions, as well as mental health. We've got Sarah Moe, who's a sleep health specialist. Um, we have a group from Maslin um, Law Firm, which are going to be talking about financial health oh. for women over 50 okay. and how you set up your trust in the state. Um, and we've got people that are going to be talking about self-care as well as reimagining this next chapter in your life um, with some fabulous women that I know, uh, Julie Showers and Kim Caprios. And then we've got a panel of women who are already doing amazing things in this new stage of life. Mm-hmm. Laura Liu, Amita Jaiswal. We've got all kinds of great people that are experts in their space that want to share the knowledge with other fabulous women. So with you being a businesswoman, you've talked about, you know, obviously menopause is it's natural. It's something that your body goes through. Is you had also just mentioned you were coming back from your own conference in Los Angeles. Are you talking about new things, new technology, new developments to kind of help you through the process as well? Yeah, exactly, Grant. So we've got innovations in healthcare that go beyond hormone replacement therapy. And we, by that, we mean like Opal Cool does natural cool therapy for women in menopause. It's a cooling wrap. And women who use our products after four weeks of use, about 70% of them had a 75% reduction in hot flashes. Ooh. So we talk about innovative technologies that are natural 
And for women who are breast cancer survivors, they can't do hormone replacement therapy. So they have to find other options. But beyond products, not just potions and serums and pills, we talk about mental health too and how sure. you manage your way through this stage of life and not think that you're crazy. And part of it's because women who are in menopausal stage, they don't sleep as well. And we don't sleep as well, you don't produce as right. well in your life. You don't function as well. You don't. And Grant, you talked about this from a business perspective. With menopause costs the U.S. economy about $1.2 billion a year and lost productivity for women who are going through the stage of life. Wow. So this is something that companies should be talking about and providing support for the women that are age 45 to 65. Well, and I love that you're on. I mean, it's so positive, like all the way around. And so, I mean, how great, like as someone who's going through menopause, what, what are certain things that you've noticed that have let's say, lighten the load for you a little bit? Yeah, for me, it's the ability to manage symptoms. So obviously, I use my own products, but it's also understanding how you sleep better at night. And by sleeping better at night, these are techniques that we should all be thinking about, putting our iPhones away Hmm. an hour before we're trying to settle down for bed and not looking at them as the last thing we do before bedtime. Um, That will help us sleep better and also help that, like, worrying thing in our brain that won't stop because we're still thinking about the challenges of the day. So part of it's managing your physical symptoms, Grant, but also your mental symptoms and just taking better care of yourself. And that just doesn't apply to women who are in menopause. It it applies to really all of us. Right. I was going to say that. It isn't just if you're going through menopause. Tammy, why do you think that menopause has been such almost like a taboo subject and just something that you know we're almost ashamed of yeah harmony i think when we're when we're going to have a baby we're excited about that that's right. kind of the beginning of our life and our families and women will outspend 7 to 1 on products for babies versus products for themselves in menopause because babies are exciting it's about fertility it's about an exciting new time in our lives yep. Some women still view menopause as the end of their fertility, which it naturally is. Yeah. Symptomatically, you don't have your period anymore, but they also think it's the, that they're old ladies now. Yeah. And it's the end of their productive lives or right. their sexual lives. And as a natural occurrence of menopause, women also usually aren't as interested in sex as they might have been because of dryness issues. So we don't talk about these things because they're embarrassing and they make us feel less sensual right. and less no productive but they shouldn't be they shouldn't be and you're 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 doing a lot to to help so tell people how they get tickets for pause for a cause that's the important thing yes pause for a cause is on eventbrite and opal cool is a sponsor my company is a sponsor Mm -hmm. so if they go on eventbrite and search pause for a cause we still have some complimentary tickets available if they enter promo code opal guest Okay, let's say it again. Yep. Pause for a cause on Eventbrite. Enter promo code OPALGUEST, O-P-A-L-T-U-E-S-T. Okay. And they can still get, we still have 10 complimentary tickets available. Thanks to our sponsors at Maslin and Knock. Okay, that's fabulous. It's October 18th at 8 a.m. I think this is a great cause and you've done a, a great thing. Thank you for telling us about it, Tammy. Thanks, Harmony and Grant, for having me on today. I appreciate you both. Thank you. Good luck with the event. And we'll be back right after this. Thank you.
I can't help it. I can't help it. Oh, but it is such a good song. It, it is does a good make thing. you want to dance. Yeah. I like it. You it, know, you, uh, you love being a little boo thing, don't little, you? Little boo thing. <laughs> Paul Russell. I didn't even know him. Do you? I do, yeah. Do you? What else does he sing? I only know him from the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, enough of like our private chit chat. Yes, You're exactly. Listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Harmony Kaplan. That's Grant Whitaker. Um, so. I thought this was very exciting news. I don't know about you, but when I used to go to the Walker mm-hmm. Art Center, I loved the shop. I did too. I that was one of my favorite stops. I yeah, mean, I know it I agree. shouldn't be, you know, that I should be more interested in all the art, but they had such great things. And of course, it closed during COVID, and it's now been three years mm-hmm. that it has been an empty space, and it is finally going to reopen with a new concept which i think is very exciting this will happen the opening will be november 16th and what it is called now is the idea house I love it's it. actually the idea house three because mm-hmm. in the research they found that many years ago there were in fact there was a freestanding idea right. house that they had but it's an immersive retail concept so it'll have furniture and light fixtures, housewares, you know, all of those kind of things. But they'll all be curated by the Walker's um, in-house uh, staff, design team, who are award winners. Yes. And they'll, of course, have all the art books back and design magazines and all of that. Um, and I think that this is going to be a really exciting move. I, you know, I don't know if you're too young to remember Dayton's used to do model rooms. And they did a house, which I can't remember what they called it, but it was kind of the same idea that you walk through a house yeah, and, you know, in the bedrooms, the kitchen, the living room and all, and everything was for sale. But I mean, it it gave you so much more of an idea of how you could put things together. And did they do that on the eighth floor auditorium? Not in the auditorium. No, it was on the furniture floor. Okay. And then at Southdale at the furniture store, which is about to be demolished, um, they set up a house there too, and they would have it up for a number of months because it was a big undertaking to do this. But I think that this is such a new you know, concept for Walker to do it this way where you really, you know, sort of have the feeling of being in a house and seeing all of these things and, you know, whether it gives you ideas for um, your own home and how you want to decorate and all that, or if it's just a matter of being able to see merchandise that you think, oh, yes, you know, that vase would look, or vase would look great in my living room. That kind of thing. Well, I also think it's great, too, because they're talking about how they'll also kind of curate programming around it. Yes. Bring in the artists. Talk to them. Here's the behind the scenes. Here's how it's made. Here's why we featured it. All of that is always really great. I love hearing the stories. Yeah. And to be able to use it that way, too, I think is a a wonderful idea. So that is going to happen uh, beginning on November. What did I say? November 6th? November 16th. 16th. I knew there was a six in there. Okay, November 16th at the Walker, and it is um, called the Idea House. Which is such a great name. Yeah, isn't it? It is. So, I mean, I think that that's going to, that's going to add a lot of um, interest, and I think things will, uh, you know, it'll be great. I, I have really missed that, um, that shop. Well, especially, too, because it looks so great. 
and yeah. you don't you don't get the opportunity these days just to shop that area and stop in yeah. and I think it's really wonderful. So Grant, speaking of things in the house and yes. all that. You have dogs. How many do you have? I have three. Three. Yes, we I, have three, I should say. I have a visiting dog right now. I know you do. Um, Larry. Larry <laughs> is at my house because Allie is out of town. And I love having Larry there. I had a dog for a long time, for many years, and I, I miss having a dog. So it's it's great to have Larry there. But the New York Times had an article that I thought was really interesting. You probably will be interested in some of these. Things yes, I will. Because they have all the must-have amenities for today's pampered pets. And mm-hmm. I would guess your dogs are pampered. Oh, they're really pampered. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. They probably live better than I think do. they take over more of the bed than we do. Yeah, that happens. It yes. does. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So anyway, the New York Times had this great article that was talking about how pets are such an important part of people's lives and they want special places for them. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they they literally build things in their homes that are, you know, they don't just use what they've got. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing much more than that. So they were pointing out some of these things. First of all, the dog shower. People are literally building a special shower for dogs. Um, usually it's in the laundry room or the mudroom and often has um, direct access to, to outside so it's convenient to, you know, rinse off their paws and all of that. So when they have a big dog, they are literally doing, you know, like a Florida yeah. feeling kind of shower. Um, they don't have to have a shower curtain unless the dog is very shy, I suppose. Oh, right. <laughs> or a glass door. But they can this way they can get in and they can really scrub the dog easily. So, I mean, a big one is is good for that. But for smaller dogs, they have like a double mudroom sink yeah. that they put in that is special so that they can um, can use it for that. But they can also use like a rod over it to... Because they tend things. to shake when they get wet. They tend to do that. Yes. Then, and this one, I mean, it really is a good idea, I suppose, if you're building a kitchen and you've got all the counter and, and drawer space and all that you need. They're doing built-in bowls for the dog. So it's like a drawer at the bottom of oh, your that's counter. That's a great and idea. And pull that drawer out, and it has a mat in it and the bowls for food and water. So it's their own pet station. But when they're not eating... You can push it in. Well, we have an entire pet cabinet. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> we do. The thing I don't understand, though, uh, you wouldn't put it in because they wouldn't have access to their water. No, but water is one of those things that you leave out most of the times all day long. I know. That's what I'm saying. So if it's in a drawer that pushes in. That's probably just for their food. No, it's not. I'm telling you. I'm looking at the picture. And it's it's got both bowls in it. I, I suppose maybe, maybe they have two dogs. Okay. Maybe if they're having, if you were having company, could be, you could push it. Yes. In. Okay. Well, let's. Figure well, like it. I need a water bowl upstairs in the house and downstairs in the house, oh, so they don't have to walk too far to get their water. Exactly. Yeah. They're very picky. I suppose they are. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, then they also um, show that people use um, a like if you have a stairwell. Yeah. You can have a cabinet under the stairs so that. You know, who wants them to have just this plain old crate? Exactly. You can actually, you know, instead of having this ugly thing, you can have an upscale custom crate that can be built into your homes. 
and then it looks nice and it's out of the way and all that. So, I mean, you know, you might want to think about that if you don't have that. Right? Well, I, I bet yours don't even have crates. No, I, I have to say I curated the entire walk-in closet around the dogs because it was about the window in the front of the house. And literally, we I have a bench that sits there. And when we are gone, they sit up in the window all looking out all day. So I couldn't, I had to curate like my whole closet, which is, you know, I'm in fashion. I like a room God, that's a closet. A, God, I have a big closet. But they're always in the closet. So people laugh sometimes. They're like, well, where do you keep your dogs? And I'm like, in the closet. Can't they're like, they think the it's a small closet. Oh, and I'm like, no, realize. it's an entire room. Yeah. So the clothes are all in there. Great hardwood floors, massive window. Imagine what you would do if four you had beds children. in there. Oh my God. That's oh. why. I, that's why I didn't have children. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I would have been the mom at school or the dad at oh. school with. Yeah. Not a good attitude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then here's another thing. Now, I don't. Um, I've never been a, a real cat lover, but there certainly are a lot of people of who course. are, and they have built like architectural kind of designs where they can actually climb. So it looks like a lovely wall and it has decorations, but there are steps so that cats can climb all they want. And, you know, have their a little landscape. Yes. mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. And also, instead of having like a litter box, it's kind of into the floor and has a cover so that they have their privacy. I love and also that. nobody else sees it. Right. So, I mean, there are all kinds of ways that they are doing these kind of things now. And I mean, because obviously we want our pets to have only the best, right? We do. Um, so, okay. Then the other thing I wanted to mention, along with home, you see how I've got this categorized. I love this. Okay. Yes. So Pottery Barn, mm-hmm. they have launched an elf collection. Yes. The film Elf, I'm sure you saw it. I have. I mean, many I saw, times. I saw it so long ago, I can't even remember it well. Uh, the only thing, you know what I really remember about it? Is I think it was when we went to Sally and a friend of hers and I saw it probably 20 years ago when it came out. And when we went back to her friend's house to drop her off, Allie went to get in the car. She had been driving and she hit her head, her eye right above her eyebrow on the edge of the door, but enough so that we had to go to the hospital and get it stitched up. And I had to drive her minivan or whatever the heck it was <laughs> at night. It wasn't a good thing, but I did it. You she know? was too busy thinking about Will Ferrell. Probably. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, but I, but you know, you, you do what you have to do. You do. So anyway, but I digress because Pottery Barn has launched this whole um, collection inspired by the film in the 20th anniversary. It's a home collaboration that is perfect for the holidays. And they've got everything from coffee mugs to um, bedding. Li- yeah, bedding and stuffed animals. And they have got. Um, what are the other things? Oh, the, everything for the table. I mean, they've got this cute bowl that's got like the elf feet and you know, so many different things. And, you know, at holiday time, we're always looking for something new to kind of build well, a, it's a theme nice. around. It's an elf curated home collection for you yes. with all the best things. They, they've done it for you. So it's available um, exclusively online at Pottery Barn. And some pieces of the collection are also available online at Pottery Barn. Teen, and that's where you can find the elf 
um, sheets and the elf-shaped pillow. So that's going to help you get through the holiday season. You don't have to even think about it. Well, now. and if you love the holidays and love decor, it's kind of a humorous way to kind of celebrate, yeah, right? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's happy times. Okay, so we figured everything out for kids, for adults, and for pets. Yes. So when we come back, it's time for whose look is it anyway? Don't go away. Jaded. Of course are not. We? No. We are the shop girls and shop boy. Yes. <laughs> Happy um, to play a shop girl today. It's I fine. I am Harmony Kaplan. My favorite shop boy, Grant Whitaker, is here. And you know, Grant, it's that time in the show where we look at things, mm-hmm. check them out, mm-hmm. give them a once over and say, whose look is this anyway? I can't she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? Well, lots of looks to get to. Yeah. But, you know, you know who we have to start with. Tay Tay. (laughs) God, do we? (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) I happen to know for a fact that um, Allison and her family saw the movie last night. Oh, the Taylor Swift movie. They did. Yeah. Um, and my 15-year-old grandson reported that it was fine. I mean, I don't think that, you know, he's probably her biggest fan. Um, but, you she, know, my understanding was she was at the Four Seasons during Fashionopolis that same night. Why would she have been here? She didn't go to the game. She wasn't here. Somebody kept saying that she well, was at the Four Seasons. Well, let me tell you they're lying to you. Are they? she was just at the Chiefs game the other night, um, but... Of the four, the last four games that um, Travis Kelsey has played in, she's gone to three. She did not go to the one oh, in Minnesota. I thought you were going to say she likes to stay at the Holiday Inn. No, I would never <laughs> say that. But meanwhile, we digress. She's wearing a dress because she went to the opening mm-hmm. of the movie in L.A., which, why not? As did Beyonce. And she, well, she joined her. Yes, she supported her, which was really lovely. But Taylor... Did not show up in jeans. She showed up in Oscar de la Renta mm. in an $11,000 gown. Um, it's quite lovely. It's blue, strapless, um, sort of a florally design to it with cutouts. Mm. I'm sure Lexi already has the picture up, right, Lexi? Yes, I do. Oh, of course she does. Um, what did you think of it? Um, you know, I am a real big fan of Oscar de la Renta. And then speaking of Dayton's during those days. Oh, I met him. Yes. We got to work with a lot of Oscar pieces and I have styled some editorial with some Oscar pieces. I have to say, I think uh, Mr. De La Renta may not have been so proud of that dress. That's funny that you say that because I wanted to love it. But I it was it was lovely. I thought it looked like moths had chewed the skirt. Oh, you're not very nice. <laughs> I loved the color. Yeah. Taylor's not my favorite, but I I I don't not like I love people that wear fashion. Let's just put it yeah. that way. I just felt like I don't know. It really was not my favorite. I, it didn't stand out. There was something I mean if she was, you know, if she wanted to be like this is my movie. It it was for $11,000, you could do better. I always think about this. Like, if I were to put that on a runway, would people go, ooh, did somebody chew that skirt? What's going on? <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
I guess I'd say it's okay. It was certainly not my The color my was favorite. beautiful. Yeah. The, the style yeah. was weird. Okay, let's go to somebody who <laughs> I don't really like to give her the time of day. But, but you do. But you can't help but talk about what she wears. Julia Fox, she was on The View the other day. And it was the first time I've ever really understood what she does. Mm-hmm. Which isn't much. Mm. She's um, right now. She's written a book, and that's why she was on there. And it's called "Down the Drain," which I think is probably where she's headed. Um, she apparently is recovering, and I, I'm not making fun of this by any means. She's recovering from drug overdose. Yeah, but she also, um, you know, she was Kanye's girl for a while. She also talked about how she was a dominatrix. Mm-hmm. Not sure if she still is or not. I don't really care. But what she was wearing, I would like you to explain it. Well, I I gave it a title. Okay. I I said it was Little House on the Prairie Ho Chic. <laughs> because it just it, it was like underwear. That well, she wore her underpants on top of the pantaloons yeah and then the blouse was she had midriff and then it was cut down to the shoulders was very creamy i mean it looked like she had basically got off of um columbus's boat yeah and then realized that she was hot (laughs) and she was wearing it to be on sherry shepherd's show i can't even believe that they didn't say could you Change your outfit. Well, because I think, you know, at certain points it becomes a gimmick. I mean, I think she, you know, granted, like you said, we want everyone to be well. It's great that she's recovering. But it's too, the fashion is too gimmicky all the time. There's nothing attractive about this. It's always a storyline of like, how can I make an effort to not look great? Right, right. And she succeeds. Yeah, I would agree with you. That would be a no for me. Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, according to Rachel Zoe, Mm -hmm. uh, High-low hemlines are going to be coming back in 2024. They are. What is, I mean, all of the designers for Spring Fashion Week were showing. A the, version the, of this. Yeah. What's, what's your take on that? I think it's, it's formal high-low can be not so nice at times just because I think it takes away from the, the fact of wanting to be formal. But I think if you're wanting something that's informal and fun, like Martin Margiela did a really great almost kind of parachute version of high-low. And I thought that looked really great because it almost went more like winter safari in that sense. I think it just has to be the right cut. And then I think because you want to style high-low with like a boot, a boot looks really great with it or more of a thigh-high boot or a knee-length boot. Not not just a a pump. No, because I think... Too much leg shows or what? It does and it all sometimes just doesn't look sophisticated, I think. Because you're almost trying to dress down in that sense. I used to like the look. Um, I can't remember. I, I remember in a dance recital once wearing high-low. Right. I was a little younger. But they were showing a lot of dresses. Yeah. High-low, like <laughs> opera coats and things like that, like velvet and things like that. Now, that's pretty great. Yeah. Okay. I, it's okay. I think you got to have good knees. That's true. And, yeah. I mean, without good knees, that I mean, it really, you kind of focus on that. You do, you but like it. if you had a monochromatic situation with a matching tight and that. Oh, if you, yeah, that, that would could be, be nice. Okay, you know, you ought to go into this business. 
I know. I yeah. think so. I think about it a lot. Give up your plumbing business. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Try to get away from that. Okay. So Paris Hilton, who we don't see out and about all that much, at least I haven't for a while. Well, she had a baby. Yeah. That's probably why. She was out at the, um, what did she go to? The Latin, yeah, the Latin Billboard Awards. And she wore a sequined, sort of a mint green dress. Yes. Long. Yeah. Um. Explain the top. You can do a better job than I can. Well, the top was kind of the way that it came in. It came across the breast. It really cut down to the middle. So it was a little revealing, but not too revealing. Well, it was sort of like a like a T-shirt would be. I mean, the you know, the um, crew neck style and short sleeve. Yeah. But then it was like they forgot the material on the sides and down the middle. They exactly. just had these panels. Well, she was exposed a little bit. Like just on the sides a little bit. Yeah, but I but I, I loved it. I did too. I thought she really looked pretty, and the color that. was great. Yeah, we showed a kind of version of this um, during Fashionopolis from Martin Patrick Three that was a little more chartreuse. Yes, but similar, very yeah. similar, and so it's really on trend right now. I mean, there's so much of this that's going to be out there for fall. So embrace the metallics because you're going to find them in every color. I I wore sequins. I love sequins. Yes. Yeah, I was kind of proud because I because I stuck with the theme of, of you know, course. dressing up. And yes. All, um, all right, Queen Letizia. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. Of, of Spain. Spain wore a very simple dress that I thought was lovely. She was at um, her daughter's swearing-in ceremony for mm-hmm. something or other, and it was a a light blue polka dot, very tiny black polka dots on a, a sleeveless dress um kind of a tiered skirt yeah and just simple black pumps and bag not a lot of accessories i thought she looked great she that. did look great it was a great color okay well we we like the queens yes okay. we do <laughs> we'll be back with another hour of shop girls after this